What's going on? This is episode 58, Unstoppable REI Wealth, and today I'm interviewing Art Morrison III. Art was a professional basketball player overseas, and he's 32 years old. We can win a lot about mindset and how he was able to start, grow, and scale his business relatively quickly. He's only been doing this business for three for three years. If you want to get and do anything exceptionally well in life, you have to be obsessed to the point where it's all you can think about. You got to go all in. That's what he did in order to become a professional basketball player. And that's what he's doing now to build his real estate empire. Look, this is episode 58. I've interviewed 57 people before Art. This guy has the it factor. He has that personality, that charisma, and that energy. It's going to be a lot of fun watching him over the five ne- next 5, 10, or 15 years to see where he's going to go. Because I know this guy is 100% going places. I hope you enjoyed this episode because I enjoyed it. It's about 44 minutes of just pure content. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My name is Billy Alvaro, a.k.a. the Unstoppable VA, former billion-dollar mortgage banker, gone bankrupt, turned professional real estate investor, where each week you'll learn the tools, strategies, systems, and secrets myself and other highly successful real estate investing entrepreneurs use to start grow and scale their businesses, creating massive profits and how you can too. And we'll teach you how to put those profits to work so you no longer have to. Get ready to finally experience financial freedom and generational wealth. Now let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable REI Wealth. I am your host, Billy Alvaro, here to bring the heat and bring another episode Got a special guest today. They're all special. This guy stands out because he is an ex-professional basketball player. I'm interviewing today Mr. Art Morrison the third. He's going to be bringing in the heat. I want to get into your story, Art. I want to understand how you started because offline we were speaking. I read your bio. Like You started cranking in this real estate game pretty damn quick. And from what I understand, you didn't take the traditional route of going down wholesaling. Like You went one wholesale deal. You flipped right over to flipping. And now you're starting to get into the multifamily. So I'm pretty excited for you to say your story. Welcome aboard, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just want to say I've been on a couple podcasts now. You got the sickest intro. That <laughs> intro is fine. I'm getting hype over here. I'm like, yo, this video is crazy. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, awesome. So listen, so, so start me off, man. Tell me about you. Like, go back a little bit. I know you were a professional basketball player. And now you're a young guy. You're 32. You're into this real estate game full time. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I got into real estate super passively, like at the end of 2018. And that's when I, I kind of gave up on playing professionally. Um, I had my youth basketball organization. It wasn't, you know, it's youth basketball. So I wasn't making the kind of money that I just really saw for myself, right? Growing up, I saw NBA. So I didn't make it to the NBA. I played in Europe. It's a fraction of the pay, right? So I didn't, I didn't get to reach my goals there. And then I, I started my own business, did pretty well, but still a fraction of what I imagined my whole life, right? So I knew that real estate was a vehicle that could get me there. I have an older brother who has some real estate experience from when I was younger. He's 10 years older than me. So he's the first person I saw like really wealthy in, in a space. So real estate was like always in my back pocket. And uh, yeah, that first wholesale deal, man, I was living in my best friend's basement, trying to make it happen. And a neighbor, I was on a walk and a neighbor put a for sale by owner sign in the window. So I hadn't had any deals yet. I just knew what that meant. I knew that, I know what a motivated seller looks like when I see one, this was a vacant house. It was there for some time. And this guy who I never saw was putting a sign in the window. So I went and talked to him and ended up being the son of a woman who passed away. The son tried to be a landlord for a year, hated it and was just selling it. So I said, well, I'll make an offer on it. If you take, if you take that sign out the window right now. 
And they did that. And I ran back to the basement and reached out to everyone I knew in real estate. Like, yo, uh, this guy thinks I'm about to put an offer on his house. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do now? And a couple people bit. And one of the gentlemen that bit is actually my partner today, but was my original mentor. And he said, I- I'll buy the property. And I ended up wholesaling it to him for a fee and then gave him half the fee back to shadow the deal. And uh, that was all she wrote from there. I, I learned how to flip a house in that one house. I posted that project on Instagram. I got another flip. That was the first one that I did by myself. And that's when I sort of syndicated. I used some capital from my brother. Um, I used my mentor again because I, I still was afraid. And uh, from there, um, I, we kind of got known in the area as, okay, arts and real estate because I already had a little bit of a following from basketball. So now it's like, hey, arts and real estate. And um, we were just able to scale from there. I think we took the money we made from those two deals and bought two multifamilies. So that was all in one year, four properties in a year. Quick. So the next year, I think we did eight. And after that, we did 12. Quick. So you, you said a couple of things, which I love, and I don't want to just like gloss over. Yeah. You're an opportunity. This is key, man, because Art, you know, we spoke offline. A lot of this with, especially the newbies and even guys that are trying to bust it in this for years, it's all about mindset. Yeah. One of the things you did, that I want to point out. First of all, you said you had no damn idea about what you were going to do with flipping this property, but you saw an opportunity. You saw the house with the for sale by owner. You put it out. So you just did what a guy who wants to make it happen does. And you went out there and just started taking action. No Period. clue what the hell you were doing. Period. <laughs> right? And that's what we that's what we teach, man. Because I, uh, my, uh, we talked offline. I'm like, yo, I'm not like the real estate guru, I'm, I, but I would call myself a mentality guru. So I just understood, like, yo, if you want to, at the time, like I said, I was in my friend's basement. I'm like, yo, if you want to get out of this basement, it ain't going to happen from, I don't know, applying to jobs and just waiting for opportunity to come. You got you to go get it. Yeah. So I had no problem. Like, I don't know if the owner of that house to this day knows that I lived in the basement of my buddy two doors down. I don't even know if he lived, he knows I lived two doors down because of the way I approached him, the way I postured him. I knew, like, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I have the knowledge. And thankfully, like, I'm a researcher. So... I knew how to evaluate a deal. I knew how to, how to find deals. I just wasn't putting it to play. So a little bit of me still wasn't as aggressive as I wanted to be in getting into real estate. It was like, God had to like shine the sun on that house through the clouds while this guy like puts the, the sign in the window in order for me to get into it. But when that did happen, I, I was prepared, right? So I knew how to evaluate deals. I knew like, I, I knew a little something, something from whether it's YouTube or I, hopping on a couple courses and things like that so to be able to even identify that I did. I was prepared, man. Preparation plus opportunity equals success. Yep. So I was prepared. The opportunity came and, and it's no surprise that a few years later we've been able to achieve some success through real estate. So let me ask you this, Art, because you did say you, you were, well, I don't know if you used the word stuck, but you said you were learning, but you didn't take action. How long were you in that process of like just taking it in before that deal, that opportunity presented itself? So I saw, it's weird, man. So I I mentioned my older brother. Now, I don't know anyone on who's listening who has an older brother, but you don't want to do what your older brother does, right? You don't want to follow in the footsteps of your older brother. You kind of want to create your own lane. My lane was basketball. So my older brother actually launched uh, an online real estate mentorship program in 2014. That was the same year that I started my basketball organization. Now, I still took some of his tools in that same model, and I started my organization, but I wanted to stay over in that lane. But during that whole time, I did have access to information. Um, that's how I was able to learn this information. But what I was intentional. What, what a gift, man. What a gift. I mean, lucky to have a brother that yeah. kind of that had that pathway already cut for you where you, he can mentor you and, and give you those tools. 
Bro, mentorship is the key. I don't care if it's this podcast. I don't care if it's YouTube. I don't care if it's a brother. I don't, it, if you pay someone 30 grand, either way, like you, you have to get mentorship in this game. In my opinion, you have to have someone to kind of show you, hey, here's how it's done. And then you can add your own sauce to it. So like I'm getting into the part where I'm adding my own sauce. I, um, we're, we're just aggressive. We're using our youth and our uh, ability to just kind of crack into the game. When, when I was in college, I tore my knee my senior year. So I had no ACL, but I still got a professional contract. I had no agent. And the way I did that was I emailed 3,000 teams pretending to be my own agent. So that so type an alias of- email, alias email, make him believe he was somebody that you weren't to get yourself in. The first like 1,500 emails. That, yo, that's just making shit happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just making it happen. I think the second 1500 email, I just started saying like, yo, it's me. Like, I'm, you know, but that first 1500 emails I was sending was like, Hey, I want to inform you of this player, Art Morrison, you know, and had my bio and everything. But that same level of aggression is the same as now, like reaching out to 3000 motivated sellers, potentially motivated sellers, people with high equity, vacant properties. Like it's just that having that machine, and that fearlessness it, in my world, I, I call it MFA. It's massive fucking action. And you are you know, <laughs> the child for taking MFA in your personal life with your basketball career. And now in this yeah. real game that you're doing, like if you want to succeed, you want to get to the next level, you can't dip your toe in this shit. You can't just kind of like try it out. You got to go all in and then you got to get aggressive with making shit happen. Emailing out 3, people, bro, you, you had, 2,999 yos, no's, and you got one yes, and you got in. I mean, got one. Is Literally one. One. Yeah. All it takes is one. Yep. And, and the other secret to even our success to take, because you, I, I love the MFA term. I'm going to start using that. But the, you can't dip your toe. You got to go all in. So another thing that was my secret sauce is I had a girlfriend who had a job. She hated her job. I said, okay, quit. Let's go into real estate full time both of us, two of us. And we were able to actually surpass a lot of people in the area and grow quickly. And everyone's like, man, how'd you grow this real estate business so quickly? And it's like, well, you're doing it part-time after you get off your job at five o'clock. I'm doing it from 8 a.m. in the morning. And my my girlfriend's doing it as well. So we have two people full-time towards one goal. You're going to grow. You're going to be successful towards anything. If if me me and you stand in front of a brick wall and we just take turns punching it, eventually we're going to make a dent or knock down the brick wall. If I do it by myself, I'm just going to have a bloody hand. Yep. You know, a lot of time that I probably could have been through if we did it together, especially doing it full time. I'm throwing a couple of punches and going to get a bite to eat. And then I come back to the brick wall. It's like, well, you're never going to knock the wall down that way. You got to focus, man. I all, in. All, all in and you have to focus. A lot of people get into this industry. They have that red shiny object syndrome where they'll start down one path wholesale yeah. and then they'll look at subject two. And then they'll look at multifamily and they have like their energy is so spread out all over the place. They're not having an impact on yeah. any type of effect on anything. And they sit back two years later and they're like, this shit don't work. I can't make it happen. And it's not that it doesn't work. It's that you're not working it the right way. There's a process and a secret to making this happen. And it's taking MFA and it's doing things that other people aren't willing to do. It's getting up work early. It's working late. It's putting in the effort. It's when you get hit. And you get knocked down, pull yourself back up. Like it's all this shit coming together. I'm looking at you, bro. I'm like, you're gonna be like where you're at now. You're gonna be super effing successful, bro. Like I see that all over you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate positivity, it. Positivity, man. Like you're just putting it out there right now. I can feel it. Yeah, you know, real estate is. I tell everyone. I tell this to my mom. Like, mom, it's free money. It's literally free money because everyone needs it. When if you're in church, you're in real estate. If you're in school, you're in real estate. If you're at work, you're in real estate. All you have to do is have. Uh, a little bit of drive and persistence and it's like all mental 
the, the formulas and the deal evaluating and how to find properties and all that, that stuff is going to happen if you just immerse yourself in the game. Like even for me, I'm good at those things now, but man, that first year I was just like kind of partnering and being a positive light, making people want to work with me to the point where I was just finding myself in deals. People were like, yeah, I want to work with this guy. They, they don't know what I have to offer or not, but what they do know is that I'm ambitious and I'm bringing positive energy every time they're around me. So they want to work with me. I found myself in several deals um, and made, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars just from not knowing how to find deals, but knowing how to know people who find deals, right? Not knowing how to raise capital, but knowing people with money and saying, hey, listen, like I, I'm a good guy, right? Like, <laughs> let's go, let's do some real estate together. And now fast forward, you know, we're, we're in the Reg D space where I'm speaking a language that those same people don't know how to speak. So now I'm, I'm that resource. When before I was just a really cool guy who they maybe wanted to do some business with, right? But that's why I say it's like free money. It's like, oh, if you're if you immerse yourself in this business and you're a good person and you're a hard worker, you're gonna be successful. It ain't like we launching Facebook or something here. We're doing an industry that has been in existence since the beginning of humanity. People yeah. bartered land, they slept on land, they owned land, right? They were territorial as humans from the beginning. It's the oldest industry in, in history. So like we ain't reinventing the wheel here. If you're a good person, you're a hard worker, and you're a positive light, you can be successful in this business. So you uh, you did that one wholesale deal, and then you went right over and started in the flipping game. Yeah, exactly. So oh, any, every dollar that I made, I reinvested it. That's another piece of advice I would I'd give everybody. Every single dollar I made, whether it was a wholesale fee, flip, whatever, I reinvested it. So I purchased a few multifamilies. Um, that was huge because it was like I think on the first one we were netting like five hundred bucks a month. Like I said, I was living in a basement. So I'm like, man, that pays my car payment and my phone bill. You know, like that that was yeah. like a that was a huge start. And then I think the next one we net fifteen hundred. So that was like two grand a month. So I'm like, man, two grand a month for the rest of my life if I never even raise rents, this is huge. You know, this is a game changer for someone who was, you know, kind of coming from the bottom. But we found this deal on the market. It wasn't residential, it was like this commercial residential mix in a flood zone. Wasn't that good of a deal, but in Jersey, you know, you're from New York, $170,000 was the cost of the property. That's cheap and cheap. super cheap. So we're, we uh, lost the bid, um, but the, the realtor called us back and said the other person backed out because of an issue. So I'm like, I don't know what the issue is, but offer them a hundred grand and we'll take it. This was apparently the second person that backed out from this deal. So I'm like, man, we're going to throw the Hail Mary, a hundred grand. The lady's like, I'll call you back in two minutes. She calls back. She's like, they accept at $100,000. So I knew, anyone who's listening to this, if you're Jersey, New York, and you get a property for $100,000, it don't matter what it is, it's a good deal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 100K is a good deal. So yeah. from, that, from that deal, that's what really set us off, man, because we ended up going to make $125,000 cash in that deal. And this was during the pandemic. This was 2020. So what was, what was the issue that other investors got afraid of and walked out the back door? It was, uh, there was no basement. It was a crawl space. And the crawl space was basically mud. It wasn't like cemented oh, wow. and it was a flood zone. So, it, oh, and it was a commercial, right? So it was like, like a doctor's office type of thing. So we went in with this and actually I, I don't tell this story enough. We, we came in with this pretty awesome concept. I don't brag about it enough because we've done, I got caught up in other deals, but basically we gutted the whole place and like made it like this cathedral ceiling kind of feel, but we ended up selling the property for $400,000. Uh, we bought it for a hundred, put a hundred of work into it. Yeah. So we, and we made, I'm talking about after commissions and everything, we made a nice pretty after paying back investors, we made yeah, a pretty penny on that, on that property. Yeah. Um, and sadly, man, the property, uh, what was the storm we just had? It was it Ida. 
Yeah, the one where the, the, the water came up. It wasn't like heavy rains, but the water came up and flooded everything. Yeah, yeah. So this property is near Manville, New Jersey, where like President Biden visited because it got hit the worst in the whole country. This that property actually ended up getting hit. So we, we felt terrible for the, uh, the people who bought the property, the buyers. Yeah, but uh, they, they knew what they were getting into. They had flood insurance. I don't know if they, they moved or if flood insurance took care of them. But I'm saying all that to say is uh, we there was an opportunity that it was just like another blessing, man. So by, by pouring in my positivity, I just feel like we kept getting blessed. That deal, that first wholesale deal, because from this one, we went and did, we bought, what did we buy in 20, 2020? Yeah, four or five properties we bought in 2020, all, all for that, no, five or six properties. Basically, we went crazy after we got it. We, we made that money. We said, all right, now we know how to do this. We flipped. Yep. We've been a part of three properties we bought. We got, let's just scale now. So we went and, we went and purchased about five or six more properties from there. And um, I think we have 11 open projects right now in New Jersey. So you have 11 deals in the process of renovating? Either in the process of renovating or like multifamilies we just purchased that we're renovating to, to keep though. Um, they're all not flips, but yeah. Or, or just properties that we bought recently and are just stabilizing rents, getting tenants in. So Art, how, what did you do to start uh, to start scaling up? Because you're in the growth phase, right? So my program is yeah. start growing scale. So the start piece you got taken care of, you're in that growth phase right now, just trying to get that scale piece. Yeah. What are you doing to drive in deals? Because it's a tough market. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... I'm a little bit of a computer nerd, internet nerd. I, I know the the power of numbers and stuff. And then additionally, I don't know if you guys know this, I have a little bit of personality. I'm kind of cool. So I, <laughs> no, but all, <laughs> all jokes aside though. Let me get a pin and pop that head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I got a, uh, social media, man. Social media is huge. So basically, I, uh, we leverage social media, our website, and then we use apps like PropStream. We pull data. And we just blast that data using, we use a CRM called Go High Level. If anybody wants a little gem, Go High Level is amazing because it allows you to put a chat bot on your website. It allows you to uh, do Facebook and Instagram messaging. It allows you to text message. It allows you to email. Um, and it allows you to do voicemail drops and direct mail, but all in one platform. So I can look at like yeah, one, one, one software to see all your communication with everything. Well, even deeper than that, I can look at Billy, right? One client, Billy owns this property and I can see all of our communication in one thread yep. from all those platforms I just said. So it's, it's a pretty amazing and powerful CRM. Most, not many people use it for real estate. I learned it from someone who uses it. It's go high level. Go high level. Yeah. Tell them art centuries. I get my affiliate money, <laughs> but no, they're, they're an amazing platform. So basically you can pull a list of data, you drop it in this platform and you can market to motivated sellers however you want. Um, but with that aggressive level of marketing paired with some amazing branding, which is why I brought up social media and our website, you know, when you are marketing to people, they're like, who the hell is this reaching out to me talking about they want to buy my house. Um, when they go and look to see who you are, you want to show them that you're a powerful brand, not just some guy in a hoodie that flips houses, right? So my brand United Home Relief has done a pretty good job of building a brand online um, and, and a clean website. So that's how we're finding more deals. Right. And then at scale, it's like, okay, you're finding more deals, but you need the money to buy the properties. Right. So we were doing everything privately. I was partnering up with, um, basically parents and friends and family, uh, of my youth basketball organization. That was how we really started. I had a following from basketball and I was leveraging it to find partners, capital partners in real estate. Now to scale, we've, um, we're raising capital under reg D so uh, we started off doing it for flips, which is like not traditional, but it's like, yo, I'm getting 90% LTV from a hard money lender and I just got to get 10%. I, I can raise capital really quickly for a massive amount of deals. 
right? That was kind of the secret sauce. So uh, walk me through what you do with the yeah. for the fix and flip. Yeah. So, all right. So for fix and flip, I know that with my hard money lender, I can get 90% LTV. I'm only putting 10% down. If they're going to pay for the construction. So let's pretend the property costs 300,000. I only need $30,000 to flip the property. So I can use $30,000 of my own money or I can use it of, of, of other people's money. Right. 30,000 is a small amount of a small amount of money. So by raising capital under reg B, which allows us to market to accredited investors, it's really easy and quick to find $30,000. So if I have 10 flips in front of me, um, and let's just pretend they're all 30,000 in this fictitious world, right? I can easily raise $300,000. It might all be from one person who's just trying to diversify their money. So not only do we raise the $30,000, but we also, you know, there's other stuff in there like fees that we charge, closing costs, you've got deposit for construction. So I give you one fund, putting all the money into that one fund and then utilize that one fund for various deals. I thought about doing that, but I actually do it, do a different one for each one for protective reasons and, and corporate bail strategy and stuff. But yeah, so we, we just kind of diversified and do different rankings for each property, even though they're small, it's not traditional and we are going to need to grow out of it, uh, out of that model, but it's kind of been a secret sauce. And with my following of, of younger uh, kind of millennial people, minority people as well, they're not as, as versed in invest in investing. So it's an opportunity for us to, um, use these smaller deals, even to teach them and mold them so that when we're ready to go into bigger deals, multifamilies, 5,200 units, they're also ready. And they've gone on this journey with us. They ain't going to go nowhere else to park their money and, and grow their capital. So it's like kind of a grow with us, a grow with us model that we've created. Um, so we just relocated to Florida. We want to do bigger deals. Um, that's our scale model. But right now we're just really stabilizing that the growth piece that you talked about. What are you, uh, what are you giving your returns uh, to your, to your investors? What kind of returns are you getting? It varies. And we're so new that we, we try to, I'm still learning, but initially, man, I'm almost embarrassed to say we were giving so much money. We were doing like a fixed interest. That first flip, we raised 20 or $30,000. We have 30% returns on that capital, which means they made $9,000 was sitting on their butt, which I didn't know was high at the time. I'm just like, yo, we really need this money. It's $120,000 potential in profits or like 150 or whatever. Give them whatever, you know, but I also was happy with it because it was smaller than giving equity, right? I didn't have to, we had one deal, man. So like your mentality is different when you got one deal. Now at scale, I'm kind of like, well, I don't mind giving, you know, coughing up equity because there's less risk on me. I don't, I'm not stuck into some fixed interest. I can just give it a piece of equity. So we're still kind of playing with it and toying with it. It depends on if it's a multifamily too, right? When you're looking at a cash out refi, your your terms are going to be a little less aggressive because you need enough equity to refi and and keep it for yourself long-term. So those vary from flips, flips with the whole before and after thing. People are so attracted to that. They love HGTV. It's like, you can get away with, you you can, you know, you don't have to give it as pretty return. They just want to be a part of the deal. Right. Um, Others want to be a house flipper, but don't do the work. Don't want to do the work. So it's like, okay, sure. Like I have people that post to me that I'll give, you know, 40, 50% equity, 25% equity because I'm trying to mold a partner. So I'm literally assessing each, each investor and each partner. And, and deciding, okay, how do I want to pour into this person based on what I see they can pour back into me? It's all strategic partnerships because they're small deals. Yeah, if it was big deals, I wouldn't have that relationship with everyone. So capital raising would be different. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what the person looks like. I just see their money coming in and we'd invest in deals, which is going to be eventual, but I'm just uh, training myself in the company to do so. Now you said uh, offline too, and I think you just mentioned it again, you moved from Jersey to Florida. You still yeah. have flips going on here in Jersey. So talk, talk to us about how you're managing those flips from, you know, a thousand miles away. 
Oh, great question. I love this because everybody, everyone assumes that you have to do everything. And I'm a strong believer that you don't have to do nothing. <laughs> My in basketball, it's a team sport. So as good as I was in one-on-one, as good as I was in drills and things like that, the game was played five on five. So you know, I didn't have to bring the ball up. I wasn't a point guard. I didn't have to block shots. I wasn't a center. Right? I had my position and I had to do what, what I needed to do. So in real estate, I built my team kind of with that same mentality. I'm like, okay, what's my strength? I'm a people person. I'm energetic. I'm just going to be the core nucleus of these syndications, of these um, strategic partnerships. And I'm going to find people to play each role that I know needs to be played. So my girlfriend, she runs acquisitions and she's a realtor. So she not only finds the properties, in-house off-market, but then she also makes a commission when she sells them. My partner, who was my original mentor, he has a construction company. So he handled all of our property man- management and project management. Smart. I have, I have another partner who was already doing this on a multifamily level. So now that we started partnering, he project, or I'm sorry, he, yeah, he project manages and property manages all of our properties and our partnerships. So in none of these deals, I literally show up and I, take some pictures, some videos. I make it look really good online so that we get more investors. And I essentially lead the capital raising side. But even there, now I have people that I've hired for investor relations. So I'm not talking directly with any of our investors and partners. I'm sending them to someone who who like directly does that. And it puts me in a position of leadership. Yeah, leadership and the expert. Yeah. You start surrounding yeah. yourself and you're not doing everything. You have a couple of hoops for people to get through to you. They want to get to you even even more, right? So you have somebody doing your capital raise now, but they want to talk to Art, but you can't talk to Art first. Like, I got to make sure this is going to be a win-win type relationship. Let me take the application, build that relationship. It's smart, dude, what you're doing. Yeah, you're doing absolutely. Quick. You're doing it real quick. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's literally like you the I don't like, I don't know how to say it without sounding arrogant, but you do have to have layers before people can get to you when you're, especially doing this business, because it's an attractive business. Everybody wants to get in and some people don't have the best intentions, man. Some people are like the Trojan horse, man. They want to infiltrate your system and what you're doing and, and steal from it or mess it up or apply their own ideologies into it. You know, every real estate business is different, operates differently. So you got to really stand true and protective of what it is you got going on. No doubt. Your, yeah. your goal now out in, uh, in Tampa, multifamily, fix and flip. What are you going to start doing out there? Man. So in New Jersey, ain't nobody vacationing to New Jersey. Maybe the beach, but, you know, with the weather changing, we get in like two months of summer. So here in Florida, um, still flips because it's a hot flip market, especially in some of the outside of the cities. They got some residential areas that have really inexpensive flip opportunities. There's obviously the multifamily place uh, space. There's a ton of development going on here. So I want to, I do want to find myself getting into larger deals here. That's the goal. But Airbnb, man, yeah. Airbnb down here with the beaches and waterfronts and just, I'm in the Tampa area. So you have Tampa, you have St. Petersburg, you have Clearwater, you have Sarasota, you got Orlando right there. These are all hot Airbnb markets. I would love to get into my original plan was multifamily Airbnb strategies, almost like turning multifamily housing into like really cool, trendy hotel type fields. But then there's like the Airbnb where you can just get one big, gorgeous house and rent it out near Disney or rent it out near near the water here on Tampa. I don't have really that much Airbnb experience, so I'm down here to get it. And I'm using the sunshine as energy to like keep pushing me forward and, and learn this new strategy. Like you said, it's about focus. So I'm trying to make sure I'm not like, Oh, Airbnb. Oh, VRBO. Oh, yeah. multifamily. So, but we're young. So we're still trying to pinpoint and, and find out. I'm, I'm pretty good at quickly saying, nah, 
I don't like this model or yeah, let's do that. But I like the multifamily model. I think Airbnb could be it, but I know it requires more management. So I'll probably do one. And if I hate it, won't, won't do any anymore. Yeah. Uh, I had quite a few back in the day and, and it's extremely lucrative. I had some big ass houses in the Hamptons down in Florida, on the intercoastal, you know, $10,000, $11,000 a week. We were renting out these houses for like big houses. Yeah. You hear numbers like that. It's hard to be focused. <laughs> it is a business, you know, it's, it's definitely a business. It requires management, but like everything, you could just outsource 98% of it. You know, you get one good executive assistant that can handle certain things and she orchestrates the teams and the cleaning people, and the maintenance people. And you have online booking systems. You pay, you know, eight, 10, 12, 15% for them just to do the bookings, to fill the house up. It's a, it's a moneymaker, bro. Like it's a definitely a moneymaker. I got to get with you offline on that, then. You got the experience. This is what I mean. These are the partnerships right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt, man. How is it working with your girlfriend? What's that like? You know. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing because it's like you're always available to one another. Yeah. Um, it ain't no, it's Saturday, it's Sunday, it's President's Day. You can be getting stuff done while everyone's off, while, while the banks are closed. Yeah. That part is amazing. Um, and then you're keeping all the money in house. You ain't going to really argue about money. If you guys like truly love each other, uh, you know, yeah. it's, you just know you're going to take care of one another with the money you're making. There's been deals where we didn't make as much as we thought we would have on the flip, but she made a nice chunk of change on the commission. So we just kind of understand, Hey, let's, you know, and vice versa, right. She might've got bumped off the commission because we had to go with a different broker or something, but we made more on the, we got a higher offer. So now that means, you know, she, so that part is great. The part that stinks is it's like, you gotta, you gotta switch from, I'm the CEO of this company to, you know, yeah, we do date, right. You gotta have your romance, your personal day. You gotta be romantic and you gotta take yeah. days off and all of that. I, like we, when we went to breakfast yesterday, president's day, day off, I'm talking about work the whole time. She gave me a earful because she wasn't too happy about that. All I do is talk about work. I'm like asking her work questions. And sometimes she just wants to talk about the dog, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, we, we, cause myself, my girlfriend, she joined the, the business about three years ago. And you have to like have that line where it's personal time and then business time. And we've come up with, you know, like phones away at dinner. We're not on the phone. When we go out to lunch, we won't talk about business. We go to dinner, you know, one night a week, Thursday, we won't talk business at all. It's date night. So, cause it was getting to the point where it was six in the morning, wake up talking until bedtime, 11, 12 o'clock, talking about business. And there was no, personal shit, which is grow the business. We're doing this. We're doing that. We both said, look, we got to just like, enjoy. That's me. <laughs> yeah. We got to enjoy, you know, we got to like build, but at the same time, enjoy life. So that line, <laughs> and I work Here's from me. home. So like when I had oh, the, business, I, the pandemic hit, I closed both my businesses. I said, you know what? There's no reason to have it. So that was a whole nother shift. Now I'm home all day long and we're in the same yeah. So it, it does, you need some balance, you know, and you need some boundaries as well. That's us now. And I, I made a promise a few weeks ago. I said, when we hit X amount of dollars, we can have specific date nights and draw a line. But right now I, I have a goal to reach and she agreed. She's like, all right, we got to reach that goal. Cause like you said, we're still in the early stages, man. So yeah. we're doing well for ourselves. I'm not going to put all my financial business out there. We're doing well, but you know, you always like one or two deals away from not doing well um, when you're early in, in this game. Like oh, we yeah. don't have, you know, so because of that, I'm just like, yo, man, like, babe, we got to work. We got to put our heads down. Even if it means we hate each other, give me two months, right? Let's let's get to this particular dollar amount, and then we can uh, kind of buy our time back 
once we get a couple of these things done. Do you have an assistant, Art? I do. I, I, she's a virtual assistant, though. She's up in New York, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they which is huge, too. You just have any assistant. Huge hack. And it, I, I thought it was going to be overly expensive and all that. And even when it, it's not, but it's worth it regardless, man, because on the real estate side alone, it, even like when you got 12 houses, 12 projects going, it's like I'm not calling every township to get the zoning. Someone else, that's not the best use of my time as a CEO. Yeah. I'm not going to drop permits. I'm not like, no, no, no. We need to put a barrier here because at that scale, I'm going to be spending all day in the business instead of working on the business. Yep. And as an entrepreneur, as a CEO of your real estate company, you, you can't get stuck in the business. I was going to my properties every day, man. Yeah. And you know, that ain't that if you're, if you're at the property looking at what the people are doing and that's when I started really getting attention about building my team. Like, okay, you're the project manager. Here's your incentives. Here's your whatever, our agreement. And let me just stop micromanaging you and let you do what you do. You're the assistant. Here are your roles. When the phone rings, you got it. Cause I can't, I'll be on the phone all day and at the properties all day. Then when am I raising capital? When am I finding new deals? Yep. Yep. Right. I so listen, systematizing your business, setting out the processes and having the right people is key. It takes a long time though. It, when I started this business out in 2009, it took me a solid four or five years of heavy, I'm talking 15, 16 hour days, yeah. wall to wall structuring it. And now the last, I'd say the last five, six years, if I work 10, 15 hours a week in this business, it's a lot. Like I don't have to work. I got, That's my, amazing. Team I got my team structured, sales manager, operations, CFO, acquisitions, lead. Like Wednesdays from nine o'clock until 12 o'clock, I have a full meeting. I hit every department. I hit my rehab department. I hit my finance department, my lead manager's department, operations, sales. I see a whole thing. I get a little app on my phone. I get daily updates just to scroll. But if I didn't want to grow... Right now, I can just sit back and chill, but I'm a growth guy. I always like to do something. So yeah. It's on, almost on autopilot. I still need one more C, uh, hire, which is a COO. Once I get that person in, I'm basically out. I'm out from running it. My 10 to 15 hours a week is going to go down to maybe two hours. And then my full-time process is going to go building on the commercial side, the apartments. I've been dabbling with that. I got like 80-something units now. I want to get that up to 5,000 units. That's the goal over the next That is amazing. That's amazing, man. I'm, I, that's what I'm trying to get. And we've been... It's just about being intentional. The last year, the, the minute I saw, when, when we hit that, I told the story. So the minute we scaled and did like four or five properties in a half a year, it was like between July and December, we bought, I keep saying four or five, we, we, we bought six houses in six months. Wow. And that was when I said, okay, like we have to be intentional about creating a process because it, every purchase shouldn't be anxiety of like, okay, wait, what's next? Okay, what do we need to do? Right. It needs to be documented. Someone else needs to be put in place. We need to know. And we're, we're kind of there a little bit. It slowed us down a second. And some people aren't willing to do that, to slow That's down. The That's the key. You have yeah. to slow down in order to speed up. And yeah. entrepreneurs in our business, in any business, they don't want to take the time to step back because deals will not happen. Stuff is going to fall through the cracks. But if you don't take that time to structure what you do and write it down then hand it off to a VA to put it into a structure flow, a process map, you're going to be doing the work all the time. And if you then hire somebody without having that information, they're going to fuck things up because they're not going to do it your way. They're going to do yep. it their way. And yep. so that's, it's key. You want to grow, you want to scale, you want to start, you got to do the grind. You want to grow, you have to start figuring out the systems and the process. You want to scale, you got to put that all together in your organizations. You can take off and then go to the beach, do whatever the hell you want to do in life. Precisely that part. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. <laughs>
<laughs> I love Amazing. it, man. Amazing. So let me ask you this. Young guy comes to you. You're 32. Young guy comes to you, 16, 17, 18 years old. He says, Art, look, you know, I see what you're doing on the internet. I'm watching what, how you're growing. What kind of advice could you give me as a 17-year-old kid to get on this path to start exceeding in life, to really excel and do something in life? What would you tell him? Pick something. doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't mean you can't change it later, but pick something, go all in on it. And by all in, it doesn't always mean, I know we talk about going through a brick wall and all that, but going through a brick wall can be stupid sometimes, right? You want to develop a skill. You don't have to punch the brick wall with your forehead or with your fist. You want to develop a skill. So I always encourage young people, pick what you want to do and get nasty at your craft, right? Develop a skill there. You want to go to the NBA? All right, get, be, be obsessed with basketball. And don't just play basketball every day, bro. Like, they ain't never got nobody anywhere. You have to be obsessed with mastering the craft of basketball. Yep. You want to be a coder? You want to be a YouTuber? You want Whatever you want to be, I ain't going to tell you what to be, but you got to get nasty and master your craft. So, like, when I first started in real estate, I was doing the youth basketball organization. I was doing car rentals. I was doing uh, small business consulting. You know, just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping it sticks. And I realized I was hurting myself because I was a man of many trades and a master of none. The minute yep. I decided to master the trade of real estate, and really dive into like everything you just broke down with your org chart and how your business is organized. Some of the stuff I was speaking to earlier with SEC compliance, right? When I really started to get into like what the big dogs are learning and what they understand and not just what the little guys who flip houses understand. When I wanted to master my craft, be the Michael Jordan of my craft, the Jay-Z of my craft, right? When I wanted to, that was when like everything yeah. started to change. So I was 29, 30. 30 when that happened, it was 2020. So I couldn't imagine a 17 year old, right? With that ambition, that energy, that metabolism, like, hey, I wanna be, I wanna do this and nothing's stopping me from doing it. When I was younger, it was basketball and I, I, I reached my goal in basketball. I wanted to play professionally, I did. I didn't make it to the NBA, but I was able to play overseas. So I know the power of it. We all have that superpower too. It's, I guess big. it's just called determination. Uh, persistence, all of that, bold in one. It's like, but desire, I just say it's focus. It's focus. It's yeah, desire. Like you really, I like how you said that you have to get obsessed with something and you're, you yeah. going in and becoming a professional basketball player is exactly that. You focused in and became obsessed with understanding the game of basketball and you played your ass off. You practiced every day, I'm sure, multiple yeah. times a day, hours upon hours a day. You don't get there by just doing it half-assed, by dipping your toe in, by, by working out a few minutes a day or a half hour yeah. and a half a day, man. You got to go all in. And you gotta I ask everybody. I say, yo, who do you know? Who do you know obsessed with something that's not good at it? Like, just really think hard. I, people who are accept, uh, obsessed with drinking are good. They drink more than the average. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they can out-drink you. Like, that, that's a, people who are obsessed with something, not just really lucky, but people who are obsessed with something are good at it. You ever see a kid? A four-year-old or something that's obsessed with drawing, you know, it'd be like, uh, they really, they're drawing, bro. They're drawing better than me because they're obsessed with it. People who are obsessed with things often grow that skill and talent. So if you can be intentional and control that obsession, target that obsession, you could be successful somewhere. It doesn't matter what it is. I love it, bro. How do people get in touch with you online? Yeah, Art Morrison the third on Instagram, at Art Morrison III. And it's funny, you, uh, you emphasize the third. I always emphasize the third because when I was younger, my dad obviously was a junior. 
Um, he passed away now, but growing up, he struggled with drug addiction. He was in and out of prison. And my mom used to get on me about not putting the third because she didn't want my name confused with his in the system, whether it was checking out a library book, whether it was getting yep. a job. She never wanted his record to come up with my name. So I got intentional about the third. So now I'm just really passionate about the third because my, my dad is no longer here. Um, so I have to carry that, that name on. So I'm obsessed with the third. Quick short story. But anyway, Art Morrison, III, as in the third on Instagram. If you go to www.artmorrisonthethird.com, artmorrisonii.com, that's my website. Everything you need to know is in those two places. It'll tell you about my real estate business, tell you about my youth basketball organization, tell you about my book, Overcome, The Key to Unlocking Your Superhuman. It talks about everything that we, this whole uh, episode was about. Research, right? You got the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overcome, very. It's it's huge. Um, There's a lot about where your mindset is. That's it, man. It's all mentality. This whole episode is almost about mindset and mentality. I emphasize that so heavy in, in real estate. Like, yeah, it's numbers, and yeah, it's what software is, and that stuff's gonna come, man. And, and you yourself, you can tell you're a beast, and you can tell the type of energy you come with. Like I said, I've been on several different podcasts, and. You know, I, I don't want to talk about other podcasts, but you 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 bring the energy that's bring actually the heat, baby. Bring the heat. <laughs> the, the heat. That's what he tells about. So, yo, that heat right there will make you a lot of money in real estate. No that doubt. heat right there gets you gets you success in anything, but it lights up doors. It makes connections. It makes shit happen. It's just the energy is all energy, man. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You ever read the book Celestine Prophecy? I have. I read that book twenty eight years ago. Wow, wow. It was intense. Like, I'm all about mindset books and reading about things and yeah. energy and law of attraction, like everything. I, I, you know, this one I'm reading now, I've been reading this for the second time, The Master Key System. Mm. And this one, like, they make you read the same chapter every day for a week. <laughs> so this book is going to take me literally like three months. I have to read every chapter for a week because you have to let it absorb in your head. Then you have to do exercises afterwards. But Anything with the mind to get yourself to the next level. Master Key by Charles Handel. Great book. Wow. wow. So why did you bring that book up? Celestine Prophecy. This is all about energy and uh, it's very similar to the law of attraction. I just like Celestine Prophecy because it puts it kind of in a story type of yeah. way and gives you different scenarios of how you can read and feel energy. And um, throughout my real estate journey, that's just, it's kind of been the story of the whole journey, man. From going on a walk and my neighbor putting a sign in the window to a realtor coming back to us with a deal that made us a hundred something thousand dollars today. It, it all just flowed so perfectly. It was like, man, I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. You're destined for greatness, Art. Honestly, I'm not saying it to blow smoke up your ass. I could see it. Like, uh, it's going to be totally you. following you over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You're going to be going places, bro. I can see it. I appreciate it. We got uh, to do more episodes. We got to get a consistent... Yeah, every oh, yeah. quarter. I'm, I'm, on this, I'm on this show every quarter. <laughs> Good, I hope you do it, man. I want to get some updates. Yeah, I'm going to exist. So this is your Instagram, Unstoppable BA? Yeah, Unstoppable BA, yep. Unstoppable BA. I'm on there. I'm on, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, the online yards. Oh, I got cool. you so on. I text you. So stay in touch. All right? Say and when I come more. down to the camp, we'll hook up. I'm going to be going down. My girl, we'll go out to dinner. Me, you, and the girls. Amazing. Amazing. All right, cool. I'm going to shoot you a text after this. Thank you so much for having Thanks, me. I appreciate bro. it. Thanks for coming on, on. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My mission is to give you, my listeners, the blueprint for success, the insider secrets for starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing business so you can experience and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you. To catapult yourself to success, go to billyssecrets.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com. There you will find every single tool 
tip, trick, strategy, system, and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor. Everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start, grow, and scale your real estate investing business. I really hope you implement what you're learning. I hope you utilize these tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets, and I hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.